Welcome to Unfolding Words. This is episode number 33, A Year Crowned with Goodness. I'm your host, Antracia Moorings, and this is the weekly podcast that's dedicated to sharing biblical truth that offers light for your walk and life for your soul. This is the first podcast of 2019, and as we embark upon a new year, people have a great expectancy. We turn the calendar, the page is clean and new, and we have resolutions and goals. Everything in our mind is geared towards success. And this got me to thinking about Psalm 65. In this Psalm, the writer is exalting the glory of God in his church and his role in beautifying the fields of nature. It's a song both of grace and of God's providence that is commemorating a plentiful harvest. And with that in mind, let me read the verses I want to focus on. Psalm 65 verses 11 through 13 in the ESV read, You crown the year with your bounty. Your wagon tracks overflow with abundance. The pastures of the wilderness overflow. The hills gird themselves with joy. The meadows clothe themselves with flocks. The valleys deck themselves with grain. They shout and sing together for joy. I also love the Holman Christian Standard Bible's version. It reads, you crown the year with your goodness. Your ways overflow with plenty. The wilderness pastures overflow and the hills are robed with joy. The pastures are clothed with flocks and the valleys covered with grain. They shout in triumph. Indeed, they sing. Crown comes from the Hebrew word atar, and it means to encircle or to crown. And to encircle, it has an interesting meaning. It means to attack or protect as in and when you're uh, you can see a pack imagine a pack of animals encircling something to attack it or to protect it and when most people explain this scripture they conjure up an image of the idea of a completion like being crowned equals a culmination of events but think of god as encircling your year with his presence when you think of God crowns the year with goodness. The meaning points to how God can make a year which was naturally prosperous even more abundant. In the Old Testament days, the harvest was the plainest display of the divine bounty of God. Now today we don't always think agriculturally because that's not our main source of living or our way of life or our income, but understanding the importance of the harvest for the Old Testament people will give us better insight into what this scripture means. Now, a full and a plentiful harvest was the crown of the year. It meant that you'd have an income, you'd be able to eat and provide for your family. And by an extension, this meant that you had the unmerited goodness of God that was seen and it was tangible in your everyday life. Today, we can look at our lives as the harvest. The Lord orchestrates this coronation, this crowning of the year, and he sets the golden crown upon the dawn of the year. So imagine God crowning 2019. You can put that picture in your head. Or you can view this metaphor to mean that God's love encircles the year as a crown. So each month has its own jewels and each day has its own specific gem. And in his sovereignty, God surrounds the year with his bounty, Or as the Holman Christian Standard Bible says in verse 11, you crown the year with your goodness. He compasses it and he encloses it on every side. I like what commentator Matthew Henry said. He said, God personally shows us his goodness in everything that concerns us so that turn which way we will, we meet with the tokens of his favor. 
every part of the year has been enriched with the blessings of heaven and no gap has been left open for any desolating judgment to enter by. I love the imagery that he's invoked by that quote. And another commentator, Samuel Berter, said about verse 11, the herbs, fruits and flowers produced by the earth are here finely represented as a beautiful, variegated crown set upon her head by the hands of the great creator. So when a year is crowned with goodness, think of it as being exalted to the highest degree of prosperity, happiness and glory, just like if a king was crowned. To crown means to fill up, to make glorious and joyful. The year of the goodness of God is the time where he unfolds his own highest good in your life. One is crowned when the effects of the goodness of God are displayed on the grandest scale and bring glory and joy. The Hebrew rendering of this verse is literally the year of thy goodness, meaning a year remarkable for the manifestation of God's kindness. But the Hebrew construction, meaning that God crowns or adorns a year as it revolves with his goodness, or that the harvest, the fruits, the flowers of the year are like a crown set on the head of the year. The Septuagint translate this verse as thou wilt bless the crown of the year of thy goodness. The most likely meaning of that is like a crown on your head. The seasons are often personified and the year here is represented as a beautiful woman walking about with a beautiful crown on her head. The second part of verse 11 in the ESV says, your wagon tracks overflow with richness. The word paths comes from the Hebrew word, which means to roll, revolve, and it often means the tracks made by a wheel. That's why it's translated this way. So this idea is presented because God is often represented in Hebrew poetry as riding on a chariot of clouds. This is generally associated with his wrath and his destruction, which you can see in Psalms 18 and 10 and Psalm 68 verse 4. But here in Psalm 65, the imagery is of God leaving plenty and peace in his tracks. And to further build upon this thought, the word includes the meaning revolutions and think of the blessings brought by as the seasons roll on. So you can picture God riding across the earth or across your year or across your life in a chariot and where he goes, his richness abounds. God's presence in our life is equated with life and abundance. Verses 12 and 13 close the psalm with a series of further personifications. The pastures, the hills, the meadows and the valleys all close themselves with appropriate bounty and they all sing and shout together for joy. The second part of verse 11 is also translated in the King James Version as, and thy paths drop fatness. I love all the imagery in this psalm. So the footsteps of God create fertility and life. Typically, when a horse trods or wagon rolls through, no grass or vegetation is able to grow because it has been trampled upon. But this is quite the contrary with God. When he walks through our years, he leaves for us abundance and plenty. For spiritual harvest, we have to look to him, for he alone can give times of refreshing. Psalm 65 paints a picture of the earth and our lives being blessed with the bounty and the glory of God. And as we set out into 2019, may God encircle your year with his presence and crown it. May his riding through leave a track and a path of abundance. Verse 12 says, the hills are robed with joy. 
The perspective on the land is as if we were having an aerial view of the earth with the hills and the valleys beneath us. And they're apparently clothed with blessing. So think of God walking around. The hills are robed with joy. Think of him walking around and his robe is trailing the hills and leaving joy as he walks. So the writer of the psalm is seeing things from God's heavenly perspective. This is a vision of the kingdom of God upon earth. Change your perspective and see your year as God sees it. Envision God's royal robe sweeping the hills, leaving joy in its path. Our visiting with God on the hill in our quiet time and our devotion leaves joy for us because God has been there. Let me leave you with a quote by Jim Elliott. He was a missionary who was martyred in Ecuador in the 1950s. This is a prayer that I am praying for myself for 2019, and I hope that you may add it to your prayers as well. He said, I pray that the Lord might crown this year with his goodness and in the coming one, give you a hollowed daredevil spirit in lifting the biting sword of truth, consuming you with the passion that is called by the cultured citizen of Christendom fanaticism but known to God as that saintly madness that led his son through bloody sweat and hot tears to agony on a rude cross and glory. That's my prayer for myself. That's my prayer for you as well. I so appreciate all the support in 2018, and I'm looking forward to a great year in 2019, further sharing gems from the Word of God through this podcast. That's it for this episode. If you're listening and you're scrolling social media, please share a screenshot of the podcast and tell your friends about it. Until next week, may God's word be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. God bless you.